This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And tonight here on the Rita Cosby Show, the Pennsylvania Senate GOP primary is too close to call. We expect results at any minute, and we will bring them to you because it is a nail-biter tonight. And this is really one of the first huge rounds of primaries taking place leading up to the midterms and a lot of big endorsements coming from President Trump. First off, on the big nail-biter right now as we are awaiting results from the Pennsylvania Senate GOP primary, it has gotten ugly with the Republicans attacking each other on every which way but loose. Take a listen. This is businessman Dave McCormick who went after his opponents. Once you win, who can actually go to Washington and make a difference on day one? Mm -hmm. We're in a crisis. Right. So as some and, and we don't have time for on the job training, if you want to know what on the job training looks like, look at Kamala Harris. That's on the job training. We can't have that. So we have to have somebody that can show up on day one and deal with inflation, deal with Ukraine, deal with China. And that's that's my candidacy. And that's uh, that's the experience I'm running on. And at this hour, it is a three person race between Dave McCormick, hedge fund executive, also, Dr. Oz, the veteran doctor who received the coveted endorsement of President Trump, and also Kathy Barnett, who really had a great performance in one of the recent debates, but has taken a lot of incoming sense. And here is Dr. Oz talking first off, because that endorsement from President Trump really turned his race around and skyrocketed him, and it meant everything to the candidate. Take a listen. I was honored by President Trump's endorsement, and he really did his homework. He wrote the announcement, by the way, himself. You can tell because he mentioned things in there you wouldn't normally put in a press announcement. He wanted me to be America first. He knew I had to be conservative. He asked tough questions. I mean, this went on for several months, making sure that I was the right person, in his opinion. And he wanted someone who would fight for what they believe in. He did not want a wallflower. Well, he did not get a wallflower, and our next guest is certainly not a wallflower either. Joining us now is the great journalist and also founder of Just the News, John Solomon. John, give us the very latest, because I know, at least on that Senate race there, the primary, that is way too close to call. I mean, it is a nail-biter, and it not, sure of course, is. all the precincts are in. But give us the lowdown tonight. Yeah, let's start with the breaking news. Just before the top of the hour, Just the News called 
the governor's race, the Republican governor's race. This was one of the big three that Trump was involved with today. Trump's candidate, Doug Mastriano, the state senator, the man who dove into election integrity uh, with with a lot of energy. Uh, he won easily, uh, beating Lou Barletta, a former congressman. Uh, Donald Trump's endorsement came late. Uh, he wins by, it looks like he'll finish around 20 points better than his nearest competitor. So Doug Mastriano is on his way to being the nominee, and he will uh, face off in uh, in the fall against Josh Shapiro, the Democrat attorney general, who look, is looking to succeed Governor Wolf, the Democratic governor in the state. The other big prize that's been called already, North Carolina, the Senate race, Ted Budd, a congressman a lot of people didn't hear of until a year ago when Donald Trump very early on endorsed him. He had a, a resounding win today, a two-to-one margin win over one of the state's most famous Republicans, Pat McCrory, one of the most popular Republican governors in North Carolina state history. Ted Budd wins easy. So Donald Trump is 2-0 and on the big three today. And in the one that everybody's waited with bated breath, we go back to Pennsylvania, and that is that Senate race. You're right. It is a nail-biter. But let me tell you the dynamic of what I've been seeing. Early on tonight, that businessman, Dave McCormick, was up 10 or 11 points. That was when all the early vote was counted, people who voted before Election Day. Since that time, McCormick's lead has gone from 11 percent two hours ago to about 1.2 percent right now. It has shrunk to just a one-point lead over Dr. Oz, who is safely in second place, way ahead of Kathy Barnett. There's about 36 percent more of the vote to be counted. It's all day of vote. Uh, Oz has been winning the day of vote handily. There's a good chance that... Uh, Dr. Oz, Mehmet Oz, will jump into the lead before the night's over. He has been closing furiously as day of vote comes in. That's something we're beginning to learn. Democrats and um, establishment Republicans do very well in the early vote, and Donald Trump candidates do really well on the day of vote. That dynamic, I think, will prove itself out again today in Pennsylvania. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, talk about also Kathy Barnett is the, of course, the other one. She's trailing the other two, and it looks like it may be hard for her to catch up. Uh, But she's had, boy, she has gotten just so many people questioning, uh, you know, her tweets that were construed as anti-Muslim, questions about her background, questions about her military service. And I want to play a little bit of this, John. Uh, because this is just one of the incoming that was headed her direction in the last week or two. Since she started surging, this is uh, basically one of the attacks about her military record. Take a listen. And, John, this is uh, basically... Hey, your bio says you served for 10 heritage. years. Critics say those forms do not prove that out. Your response? That is not true. Those forms do prove just that. I have never, I have not embellished on my record, on my time in the military, and I'm very grateful that I had the wonderful opportunity to serve our country. So she said, no, these are just, you know, false lies. Uh, And some of the tweets were taken out of context or a moment in time was sort of one of the expressions she used. Um, Talk about how she has played a role in this race, because she did have a very good debate. It seemed like she surged when she made some very powerful comments during a debate. How has that impacted the vote, John? Well, listen, I think there were some people that don't on the conservative Trump side that didn't think Mehmet Oz was a conservative enough, that he didn't feel MAGA enough uh, to Hollywood maybe for them. And so Kathy Barnett became that sort of protest vote, which is she's kind of Trumpy. She's kind of pro-MAGA. And so. And in the final week, the final 10 days after the last debate, she surged a lot. And President Trump 
former President Trump felt the importance to put out a statement saying, hey, I know you like her. I like her a little bit, too, a little bit of respect there, but she's really not vetted the way Dr. Oz is. Let's not take that risk. Let's get Oz over the finish line. So even Donald Trump came in to try to slow her momentum. Tonight, she's about eight points behind. Oz and about 10 points behind or nine points behind McCormick uh, with about three quarters of the vote or two thirds of the vote in. She's not going to most likely pull it off tonight, but she's a very strong second. And I think she puts herself on the map for future elections as a MAGA alternative. Maybe she goes through some extra vetting between now and the next election. But I, I suspect she has a political future ahead of her. I think the real question tonight is, will Oz pull this out right now? Just as we've talked, uh, it's down about a 1.1% raise, so Oz continues to close with 66% of the vote counted. And talk about also um, Fetterman, because whoever wins the PA race on the GOP side is going to go up against Fetterman, and he, of course, was the lieutenant governor. He's on the Democratic side, and he just had a stroke and didn't even campaign in the last 24, 48 hours. Yes, he did very well tonight. Two, two to one margin over Connor Lamb, who was a Marine and a more centrist Democrat. Another sign that the Democratic side of the equation is really in the hands of uh, the, the the more progressive left now. John Fetterman's a really strong progressive. Connor Lamb was more of that moderate Democrat of the past. You might have called him a blue dog in earlier years. Connor Lamb doesn't pull it off. But Fetterman couldn't campaign in the last five, six days. He had a stroke. And an amazing thing is going to happen in the next few hours. He's going to undergo a surgery in order to put a pacemaker in to control the heart rate so that he doesn't have any future strokes. And when that happens, the Republican Senate president pro temp is going to become the acting lieutenant governor. For a short period of time, Republicans are going to take the lieutenant governor's office while John Fetterman is under surgery. A real amazing drama, but Fetterman pulls us out, even though he couldn't campaign in the last few days. He had a very strong campaign before the stroke, and uh, he's rising star to progressives in the Pennsylvania area, no doubt about it. Now, let's go real quick to North Carolina. Um, Madison Cawthorn, we're still waiting to see what happens there. That's an interesting race because President Trump said, I'm still sticking with Madison Cawthorn, despite a lot of the controversy lately. Yeah, absolutely. He's still about two points behind with about 95 percent of the vote, if I'm reading this correctly. Uh, So, uh, the only way he has a chance of catching up is if uh, absentee ballots are counted the next day or so, and, and there's a, a gain there. Uh, it looks like he's falling a little short behind Chuck Edwards, his primary and most popular challenger, who's at 33%, Madison at 31.7%. Uh, Donald Trump doubled down on him this morning, gave him one more push, saying, I think Madison deserves a second chance. We'll see how that plays out at the end of the day. Uh, but on the big three prizes, President Trump is looking pretty, former President Trump is looking pretty strong. Uh, he's got two in the bag, and uh, if Oz were to pull this off tonight and take the lead before 100 percent of vote, he would have the three big prizes of the night uh, in his bag. And he would send his record out somewhere past 60 to, he'd be at, if it's say Cawthorn lost, he'd be at about 65 to 2 at the end of the night with the current uh, trend lines that we're seeing. That is not a bad record. And speaking of the Trump record, um, John Solomon, it's interesting because Dr. Oz was not the leading candidate. And then suddenly President Trump came in, certainly gave him a boost. I think about what happened in Ohio uh, with J.D. Vance. That helped him tremendously. I mean, he was trailing big time. And then suddenly he got that enormous boost from President Trump. And that helped him. He won the Ohio, uh, obviously, primary, as you know. He sure did. Um, Talk about the Trump factor. What what do you think is going to be the message about the Trump factor? And is it the Trump party still? 
He clearly is. In fact, I think tonight was a test. Is he going to refashion the party even more his liking with a new generation of 40 and 50-something candidates? And thus far, he's done that. I don't. I think of all the races tonight, that probably is the most dramatically affected by President Trump. Just think about Ted But How many people knew who Ted was a year ago? And President Trump doubled, uh, doubled on him early, like right after CPAC in 2021. And Bud wins two to one over a guy, Pat McCrory, who's had nothing but a stellar Republican record in North Carolina. The Trump factor is strong for these candidates. People were saying, Ted, who a year ago? Now they got their nominee. And, and he wins handily two to one over a figure that most people in, in North Carolina Republican politics revere. Pat McCrory is no slouch. He was a, a very popular governor as Republican. So Ted Budd goes in now. He's going to face Sherry Beasley. Uh, she is uh, looking to become the first African-American senator from North Carolina, a historic thing. She easily won her primary today. But that Trump factor, he can take somebody that nobody's heard of, put him at the top of the ticket. He could take someone who was in third place. Oz is in third place before the endorsement. J.D. Vance was in third or fourth place, depending what hole you looked at. Vance won. Oz is closing tonight. Could very well end the night at the, at the top of the, uh, of the, of the vote count. Uh, the Trump factor is alive and well, and what you're seeing now is a hand-picked next generation of the Trump Republican Party uh, slate of candidates. And thus far, the president, the former president's off to a very strong start. Do you believe we're going to hear about Pennsylvania maybe in the next hour or two? Are we close, do you think? Listen, if it's under a point and a half, they probably will not call it tonight because there is absentee vote and other things that will come in day of. And so we'll have to watch that. But let's let's just take a look and see. Since we've been talking what's happened, I've got all the different tote boards up here and they're all calculating at once. Let's go take a look at where we are with um, with that Senate right now. Oz is still at about 1.1, 1.2 behind with 66 percent. Hasn't moved much yet, but he's closed about 10 points of the game in the last 90 minutes. There's about 34%, a third of the vote still out. It's almost all day of vote and some late absentee vote. The late absentee vote likely will go McCormick's way. The day of vote will probably go Oz's way. Uh, We could be still waiting on this one until tomorrow morning. It just depends how that last third of vote breaks. Wow. It is a nail biter. Uh, Thank you so much, John Solomon. So great to have you on, my friend, and get your great perspective. It's an honor to be with you. Have a good night. Thank you so much. The great John Solomon of Just the News. What do you think, everybody? The fact that right now there have been some big wins coming for President Donald Trump on his candidates that he endorsed the Pennsylvania governor race, Mastriano, as John Solomon was just talking about. Also, Ted Budd, who really was a newbie, kind of an unknown, if you will, going against Pat McCrory, the very famous former North Carolina governor, also was a city councilman. I remember Pat McCrory. I used to work at WBTV in Charlotte. And at that time, he was a councilman, highly revered. So that's a huge win that a Trump-endorsed candidate, Ted Budd, who really wasn't so well-known, has now taken that primary two-to-one and will go up, of course, against the Democratic challenger. And then the two biggies, we're waiting to see what happens with Madison Cawthorn, who has been in quite a bit of controversy of late, but President Trump says he is sticking by him. And again, as you heard from John Solomon, he's doubled down. And then the other really big race that everybody is talking about around the country is, of course, right now still a three-person race, but it looks like kind of a two-person race based on some of the numbers that have come in. And I'm talking in the Pennsylvania GOP Senate race, 
and that looks like it is between Dave McCormick and Mehmet Oz. And right now they are neck and neck and still we're waiting for results to come in. What do you think? What does this say to you about President Trump's power in the polls? The fact that he actually really catapulted Dr. Oz, who was like number two, number three, number four in a number of different polls, really catapulted him with that endorsement, said that he is the guy who can win. Many people said he was not conservative enough. But this clearly shows the power of President Trump. And where do you see it going? Do you think that this still looks like President Trump is the kingmaker and definitely the kingmaker of the Republican Party? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. So far, Trump candidates winning big. And it shows that he still basically rules the Republican Party. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody, after the break. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. It's The Rita Cosby Show. And it is a huge primary night across several states tonight. And so far... Trump-backed candidates are winning big. We're waiting to see what happens in the Pennsylvania GOP Senate primary. That's a real biggie, and right now it looks like it is neck and neck between Dave McCormick and Trump-backed candidate, celebrity doctor, Dr. Oz. Take a listen. This is what he had to say about getting that coveted Trump endorsement. President Trump's endorsement opens people's minds. You know, they call you back, they take meetings, which is an important opportunity for a candidate to articulate why they're the best person. I'm strongly pro-life, strongly in favor of the Second Amendment. Ted Nugent endorsed me. These are two attacks, by the way, that have come up that are driven by $35 million of negative advertising, primarily from outside Pennsylvania. But the voters have figured that out. And as President Trump warned me, you know, when you're an outsider, the insider establishment, they come after you with everything they've got. And I've been able to stand on my own two feet very proudly and, you know, and, and live up to the promise of my campaign, which is to identify why Washington's getting it wrong, why are they not aligned with our values, and knowing that I can go to Washington and be a bold, loud voice for our commonwealth is what everyone in, in, that I talk to is looking for, and I can deliver that because I've been doing it uh, on television and in my operating room for many years. Wow. So big, big money on both sides in that race. And a number of people, including Rupert Murdoch, by the way, donated 200000 to a pro-McCormick group called Honor Pennsylvania. So lots of money flowing in in a whole bunch of different directions. Reports that the two of them, between McCormick and Oz, spent more than $20 million combined on ads just for this primary at this point. Uh, as the race is still too close to call. Let's take your calls, 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. What does it say about the power of Donald Trump? Let's go to Alice on Line 5 in Cincinnati. Alice, your thoughts? Hi, you are right. Uh, Trump is a kingmaker, and I like his strategy. He's carefully interviewing these candidates one by one he's making decisions to endorse them early on so the early vote isn't going to knock them out and another thing i'm noticing is some of them aren't professional politicians on a personal note 
I voted for J.D. Vance, but I had made that decision before uh, Trump endorsed him. I met him at one of his rallies, and I listened to what he had to say. He is not a politician, and he won. Wow. So now, did you like the sort of, as you're talking about, Alex, the the fact that he is a a non-politician? By the way, I had uh, I had a dinner with J.D. Vance a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago, and you're right. He's very personal. He's a military, former military guy. Really interesting background. Very, like, you know, unassuming, unapproachable, uh, um, a- approachable, forgive me, um, but also just a very, I found him to be very sincere. What, uh, what, drew you to him and the fact when Trump endorsed him did it kind of double confirm your instincts oh yes it did he hasn't forgotten where he came from Uh, he had a a very rough coming up he's self-made and I like what he has to say and you know people said well he changed his mind you know we all change our mind we all change. We have we see these politicians, for example, uh, Chuck Schumer. He's you know back and forth and back and forth, whatever makes him feel good. And Although you know what's I interesting, like Alice, he won't he won't admit it. He won't admit that he's back and forth. I find it refreshing to your point when people say, "Hey, yeah, I've changed my mind. I've evolved. I've learned." I think uh, it would serve politicians better if they were doing that as opposed to what are you talking about we're going to continue with your calls everybody after the break do you agree with alice and me 1-800-848-9222 this episode is brought to you by shopify do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real pos you need shopify for retail from accepting payments to managing inventory Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, a very powerful story coming from Manchester, New Jersey, where officers saved a 61-year-old tow truck driver after he passed out in the middle of a roadway while removing cars from a crash. Around 10 o'clock one night, there was a crash at an intersection. Uh, One person who was traveling west attempted to make a left turn in front of another car, and the vehicles collided, causing extensive damage to both. Uh, Fortunately, non-life-threatening injuries to both of the drivers. And while investigating the crash, Freedom Towing arrived to remove the car and the debris from the roadway. Freedom tow truck driver 61-year-old John Machia of Bayville suddenly collapsed in the middle of the road. Well, several patrolmen responded quickly. They determined that he was unconscious, not breathing, and he had no pulse. Officers initiated CPR and deployed an automated uh, automated exterior defibrillator and also performed other life-saving measures in patient care. He was brought immediately to a local hospital for treatment and has said to be making a full recovery thanks to the fast action and fast response 
from law enforcement at the scene. So it just shows you never know what situation may arise. And thanks to our great men and women in blue. Well, at this hour, we are still waiting to see what is going to happen in the Pennsylvania Senate GOP primary. That is a nail biter tonight. And it looks like it is a two-person race. It was a three-person race and still technically is a three-person race between Dave McCormick, Dr. Mehmet Oz, of course, of the famous Dr. Oz, and also Kathy Barnett. The two in front right now, Dave McCormick, Dr. Oz, and it is really way too close to call. And this is really a huge one because everybody's wondering, will Dr. Oz, the Trump-endorsed candidate, pull it out. Well, there have been some really dramatic moments that have taken place in this race. And I think one of the most dramatic moments was Kathy Barnett in a debate. I want to play, this is Cut 16. And this is Kathy Barnett. This was the beginning of a primary debate. People didn't really know her. They didn't know who she was. She was really far behind. And this moment just really captivated people and was a stunning way to open a debate. Take a listen to her. I am the byproduct of a rape. My mother was 11 years old when I was conceived. My father was 21. I was not just a lump of cells. As you can see, I'm still not just a lump of cells. My life has value. And what a powerful moment that was. And then right after the debate, she started skyrocketing in the numbers, and it became a three-person race. And then everybody was going after her, trying to knock her out, including Dave McCormick. Take a listen to this one. Do you think she is fit for office? Well, listen, I've gotten to know Kathy on the campaign trail. I respect her personal story. I mean, she's been tested. She was tested 18 months ago when she ran for Congress and lost by 20 percentage points. And now what's happening is she's getting the spotlight and some a lot of questions that should have been answered a long time ago um, that the, all the scrutiny that I got and others have gotten are now coming to the fore. And she has to answer all those questions, whether it's about military service, career, whatever it is. Do you think she's answered them properly? Well, she needs to answer them. I don't think she's answered them yet. Wow. Lots of questions about Kathy Barnett. And right now, that race is too close to call. So far, President Trump has done really well with the candidates that he has endorsed. Uh, Big wins, as we talked about in the Pennsylvania governor race. That's somebody he endorsed, somebody who was supporting him, very much pushing for election integrity. Um, At this point, North Carolina, where he supported uh, Madison Cawthorn, the congressman who's had a lot of issues of late. Um, Right now, that race still looks like it is still too close to call. He's trailing, but it is still too close to call. Uh, Ted Budd in North Carolina uh, wins the Senate GOP primary handily over seasoned uh, politician and well-known, very much a powerhouse in North Carolina, Pat McCrory. Again, that was also a Trump-endorsed candidate, Ted Budd. So, so far, President Trump looks like he is the guy who's deciding which candidates are going to propel, and when and where and how, because some of these races he got in early, some he got in late, and it is a nail-biter at this moment. And definitely the most high-profile one, of course, is, again, that Pennsylvania GOP primary for Senate. And we'll keep be coming back right now. By the way, the latest numbers, McCormick, 32%, Oz, 31%, and Kathy Barnett, 
uh, 23.7% with 94% reporting. So this is a nail-biter, and the decision could be coming in uh, while we're here on the Rita Cosby Show. Let's go to your calls. What do you make of the Trump factor, and is this just a very much validation of the power of Trump that continues in the Republican Party? Is there anybody else who can sort of be the kingmaker and make these kind of decisions that can impact and turn a race around? So far, I don't think there is anybody else. And he looks like he is the guy leading the charge with the GOP. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Eddie on line two. Eddie, your thoughts about this? Well, hello, my uh, Polish Danish, I'm your Czech cousin, Danish cousin. <laughs> ah, I love it. My, my relative, my long lost relative. I love it. Yes, yes. <laughs> all in Europe together. Incredible. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. Now, what do you think is going to happen with Dr. Oz? Isn't it wild, Eddie? Because Dr. Oz was a pretty distant, you know, second or third uh, in some of the polls. And he definitely catapulted after he got that, like, coveted endorsement and we know that dave mccormick really wanted it he thought he was going to get it and and he didn't get it um and it and it hurt him um i know dr oz personally i met him in the 90s at uh columbia college of physicians of surgeons at a nuclear medicine conference i was a test i was attending and he's the real deal um i talked to him after the conference he gave me his card he said i will hope i'll help your friend who needs a heart transplant because i don't want him going on a pump because i'm not even going to charge him we we had a we had a good conversation together but he followed through saved my friend's life uh he took a piece of uh, muscle from his side and wrapped it in his ventricle put a pacemaker on it but what a really really nice guy and um the only other one but trump who can do this is the deal maker i think divine providence from god which we're all by here one other thing rita doug mastriani on january 6th i met him in a crowd of about i don't know a hundred thousand people by the ellipse in between the ellipse and the uh, uh lincoln memorial or the washington monument he's going through on a golf cart i had a great conversation with him what a nice fellow i started following him on facebook and I like the things he does. These are doers. They're not pointers at people like Chuck Schumer. When you point a finger at someone, four point back at you, at least three point back at you. Also, Joe Biden, he is the biggest white supremacist I think we, we know. He's causing all this uh, upheaval, and um, he's a non-unifier. Uh, so well, listen, by unifier. the way, and I will say, you know, I'm not – I wouldn't call him – quote, a white supremacist. But what I would say <laughs> is I do think his phrasing is causing a lot of division. And wow. we're going to talk about oh, that, too. I'm glad you brought that up, Ed, because some of his comments today, I just think were so divisive. And they yeah. still are yet to go after, you know, repeat offenders, recidivism. It's all guns, guns, guns. And oh, I hear absolutely. nothing about thugs, thugs, thugs. Yeah. You know, I mean, they, boy, and, and I think crime is going to be a huge issue in the general election it is in the primaries don't you think i i mean i think if i'm a republican candidate and i'm going up against a democrat i'm gonna go okay what did you do uh during the summer of 2020 you know how much money did you give to bail out the uh the rioters uh what are you doing to crack down on crime how do you feel about repeat offenders you know repeat offenders now in chicago they're giving them 
a death benefit if your child is killed. I think there are, what, 2,000, 20,000 people killed in Chicago already? A death benefit? Huge numbers. Huge numbers. More, more police on the street? Oh, my they should be throwing, they should be shooting pierogies and uh, hitting them with uh, um, uh, kishkas or something. <laughs> I'm just joking. Don't touch my pierogies. you got to save them. They're too good. <laughs> Eddie, thank you very much. Okay, Eddie, it's great to hear from you. Thank you so much. Great to hear from you. Let's go to Alex on line one. Alex, your thoughts. Who's going to pull it out tonight? Hey, good evening. Um, I think it's going to be Dave McCormick. And the reason for that is because Kathy Barnett was attacked for statements she's made in the past. And that was um, just a few like a week, two weeks ago. And the people that aren't that didn't vote for her because of those things that came out about her were people that weren't looking to vote for the Trump endorsed candidate. So they went today and voted for Dave McCormick, and that could and that could very well put him over the top and win against Dr. Oz, and I think he's going to pull it through. That's interesting. I mean, it is really anybody's race right now. I mean, this is amazing. You know, some of the new numbers, 32% to 31%, 96% of the precincts reporting. I mean, that is razor thin. Um, and th- that is a fascinating point. You know, now one of the things that John Solomon was just talking about, Alex, is that day of votes, uh, they believe that will go to Dr. Oz. It may be, you know, with pre- President Trump coming in, it sort of like teed him up very quickly at the end. He's been getting a little bit of a burst at the end here. Do you agree with that theory versus sort of like the absentee ballots might go to Dave McCormick? Um, I, I think the votes from today are going to be very tight between Dr. Oz and Dave McCormick because you know, Dave McCormick took Kathy Barnett's votes and he got his endorsement from Mike Pompeo and Ted Cruz, and, and that also helped him a lot. So it's going to be really tight. But the, with the mail-in ballots, we're actually seeing that Dave McCormick is still ahead. I mean, we're, we're basically at the end of that. And I wanted to say one more thing. I think that Donald Trump should not cross a line now and show that he's upset with Mike Pompeo for endorsing Dave McCormick and also Ted Cruz because the fact is this is a free country and as long as Dave McCormick is not a rhino there is no problem with uh, other people endorsing different candidates and I'm glad that Donald Trump didn't attack Mike Pompeo up until now and if and if McCormick wins Donald Trump can stand behind him I mean if Dr. Oz was not in this race Dave McCormick would have been the endorsed candidate right yeah, I think he would have handily won. I agree with you. Um, and, and you're right. You know, you bring up a great point because it's interesting that he didn't go after former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. They're actually very close. And also as is Ted page. Cruz. Yeah, and Ted yeah, Cruz, and I, too, by the way. You know, Ted Cruz is very close to yeah, the president, I, I too. And, and Mike Huckabee. And this doesn't mean that Mike Pompeo is against Trump or this is a personal thing against Trump. This is just a matter of opinion. I mean, he knows Dave McCormick. They work together in West Point, and he feels that he's more, you know, eligible for the job. Um, he's a, just a better person for the job, and he's been in politics, actually. He's been under Trump when Trump has been in office, Dave McCormick. And so this, this is not about uh, Mike Pompeo going against the Trump movement. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. And it's interesting because you could tell it was sort of like he's known, you know, Dr. Oz. I'm sure people said to him, hey, go for Oz, maybe in the general, that that will help. But yet 
if you look at the candidates, Dave McCormick mm-hmm. consistently has been more conservative, although, you know, although Oz says I've changed and now I'm much more in line with Trump's policies. So it's they're both. I mean, it, it that's why it's such a fascinating race. It could have gone either way with the endorsement for sure. Um, well, we're going to be following this. Alex, thank you very much. Let's go to John on line five. John, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. How are you? I'm good. What do you think, John? It's a big night. Um, I'm, I really don't have an opinion on that. But what I do want to say is there is one thing that Biden and his bunch of fools are doing a very good job at. They're doing a very good job of getting Republicans voted in and Donald Trump in 2024. I think he is king. I think he's going to be our president again. I think that people are fed up. And they're doing a very good job of showing their uh, their ugly scales. And oh, I'm that's happy. It. So, it. hey, John. So, John, Go you ahead. believe just sort of the the lackluster, and that's a nice word that I can say about Biden, has been driving is sort of driving more candidates on the Republican side to get out there to win. Um, and also, you think Trump too? I I agree with you because people are looking at. You know, it's like every single area. And one of the things we're going to talk about later on tonight in the show is like crime. Um, we're also going to talk about border. I mean, think about that between those two things, inflation. Um, I mean, there are so many issues that you could go after, you know, President Biden on. And uh, this is sort of a GOP candidate's heaven in many ways, John. One more thing, if I may, a little off subject. This country has to sure. start teaching it has to start teaching our young not to judge people by their color or their race. They need to start teaching these kids to start judging people by their character. If you're good, you're good. If you're bad, you're bad. It doesn't matter if you're black or white. One thousand percent. Absolutely. What a very important, powerful message. And that good people need to stand up against bad policies and bad people, too. Um, no matter what, as you're talking about skin color or political party, that is the bottom line. Um, John, thank you very much. When we come back, we're going to continue with your calls. Is Trump the kingmaker? Who do you think is going to pull it out right now as we're here on the show? We don't know who's going to win. It is neck and neck in the Pennsylvania GOP primary. And it looks like it's battling out between Dave McCormick and also Dr. Mehmet Oz. Who is going to pull it out and why? And do you agree Well, what we were just talking about, that Biden's policies are so bad that now it was such a crowded field, even on the GOP side. And that Senate race that we're still not, to, you know, it hasn't come through yet. We're still waiting for results. It's so neck and neck. But so many of the candidates got in the race this time. And I agree with the last caller of that. It is absolutely, there are so many bad policies of President Biden. The country's in such a mess. Internationally, there's so many questions, too. And if you look at all those things, there's a lot to run on. There's a lot of material. And that's why I think in many ways there's a lot of crowded fields out there on the GOP side because a lot of people are saying, boy, this is a disaster. I want to fix my state. I want to fix my country. Do you think that this is a sign of where things are headed in November And what does this mean for President Trump and his power in the GOP? It looks like so far he is definitely the guy at the helm. 1-800-848-9222. And I'm going to continue your calls after the break. This is the Rita Cosby Show. 
This is the Rita Cosby Show. And we'll see if there are sweet dreams tonight for Dr. Oz or Dave McCormick, because it's neck and neck. They are both competing right now in the Pennsylvania Senate GOP primary. It's way too close to call. Here is Dr. Oz making a vow that he will lead from the front, and he is hopeful he will win. Take a listen. So I've asked Pennsylvanians to be brave, to say what you see. And right now, for example, we're saying biologic men should not play women's sports, and everyone gets that. It's not rocket science. The good news here is this is all fixable with strong leadership. I'm that bold voice President Trump called out that we need to have in Washington, D.C. to represent our Pennsylvania values. we got to be pro-life, pro-Second Amendment, pro-energy. I want to make us the land of plenty again by reducing regulations and incompetence. So we don't have to worry about affording gas or, my goodness, finding baby formula. And President Trump said this, and I think he was right and kind to say it, that I am smart, I am tough, and I will never let you down. And he brought up a lot of topics that you can go after this president and the Democrats on big time, boy. And it is tightening right now with 99% of the precincts reporting of the polls in McCormick 31.8%, Dr. Oz 31.2%. And boy, this is a nail biter. Let's go to your calls, everybody. What do you think? Who do you think is going to pull it out? And what does it mean because Trump endorsed Dr. Oz. So far, President Trump has done well with other candidates, and he has certainly made a huge impact and helped Dr. Oz tremendously, that right now he could be soon, potentially, in the primary as the nominee, or he could just ink it out and lose it, potentially, from Dave McCormick. But they are neck and neck as we speak. What a dramatic night here on the Rita Cosby Show. Let's go to Al in Yonkers on line four. Go ahead, Al. Uh, Rita, how are you doing? Uh, Can you hear me? Yep, I hear you great. Go ahead, Al. Yeah, Rita, I just want to say, you know, I really enjoy your show. uh, You keep us, uh, the general public, uh, informed on current events, and uh, you're really an asset to uh, uh, WABC. Thank you very much. Thank you. And by the way, the show is heard all over the country, but we appreciate that. Go ahead, Al. Yeah, it's only the truth. You know, when you're good, you're, you're good at your job. You're good at your job. Yeah, you had mentioned Dr. Oz. You know, I think, you know, with, I, of course, would want to be uh, in McCormick's position because he's uh, running first. And Dr. Oz is running second. Uh, you know, although they the are neck and neck. Devotes- I mean, right now. Right yeah. now we're talking in some of the numbers, by the way, it's like 0.4%. So it's real. It's anybody's race. Yeah, and you just would want to see what areas of the uh, Pennsylvania that are still out, the numbers, is an area where Donald Trump, uh, you know, the president, uh, has a lot of support when he, you know, ran two times. Is it coming from that area? So I think it's going to be a long night. Uh, things won't be decided tonight. But what I like about Dr. Oz uh, he's a realist, and he knows the reason why he did so well in this race. Even if he comes up short, uh, he was grateful to the president, and he realizes that President Trump's investment meant so much, and I respect him for that. Oh, thousand percent. You're right. At every turn, he thanked President Trump, as he should, 
because he really helped his race. And and we'll see. But you're right. He was he's been very gracious and definitely highlighting that because that is a coveted, coveted endorsement. Al, thank you very much. Um, let's go to let's go to Jimmy real quick. Line one. Jim, your thoughts real fast. Yes, I trust I trust Trump. So I'm I'm more rooting for Trump. I'm rooting for America. And this uh, shooting in I have to get to this thing real quick. The shooting in Buffalo, the guy that did that is part of the National Bolshevik movement. That's National Bolshevik. This is Putin's people, Alexander Dugan. I said last week on your show, there's liable to be a white racist shooting up a black church. Well, it wasn't a church. It was a supermarket. This you add this and by the, and liable. Jimmy, by the way, stay with Jimmy, stay with us because we're going to continue talking about that after the break. We're going to be talking exactly what Jimmy was talking about the shooting in Buffalo because President Biden went up there and it's all about guns, not about thugs. And then I also want to talk about the border, some stunning historic numbers. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's Frank Bruno law.com frank bruno he's your numero uno feisty fearless and fair she's an emmy-winning journalist from the white house to war zones telling all sides of the story this is the rita cosby show And tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, the Pennsylvania GOP Senate primary, too close to call. This has been a stunning night. And right now, with 99% of the votes in, McCormick, Dave McCormick, 31.5%. Dr. Mehmet Oz, who was endorsed by President Trump, 31.3%. The polls, of course, have been closed now for a few hours. We're waiting to find out about that. We're waiting to find out about absentee ballots. Uh, But it looks like it is now a two-person race. Kathy Barnett, who at first it looked like it might have been a three-person race, now is about 7% behind. So it looks like she will probably not be able to capture that unless for some dramatic reason Uh, with absentee ballots or something else, but extremely unlikely. It looks like it is now a two-person race between Dave McCormick and Dr. Mehmet Oz. Again, boy, 0.2% is what is separating the two men right now for that coveted, coveted spot. And we will keep you posted. Of course, they will be going up against John Fetterman, who handily won on the Democratic side that primary tonight in Pennsylvania, a very strong, progressive, far-left candidate. Uh, So whoever wins on the GOP side is going to be going up a far-left candidate. And one of the issues that the far-left has definitely been pushing big time is basically open borders. They don't use that phrase. They kind of go, what are you talking about? 
but some stunning numbers that have come out. And we're going to talk about that in a second. Also, crime, which is escalating around this country. The economy, of course, is tanking, inflation rising, skyrocketing numbers. Uh, so many different issues, you know, the, the baby formula, the supply chain issue. Uh, the list goes on and on. So I contend that this is a great year to be running as a Republican against this president and against many of the far left policies that are out there with so many of these different candidates. And of course, the support of the military is a big, big issue, a big, big thing, especially for the Republican Party. And coming up, by the way, in just about half an hour here on the Rita Cosby Show, we're going to be doing a little bit of a preview of what is going to be an extraordinary day tomorrow in Washington, D.C. The Merchant Mariners, these are the Merchant Marines from World War II. There are only about 1,500 that are still alive now in their 90s to 100. One of them is 101 years old. At one point, there were a quarter of a million of them helping in World War II, and they suffered some of the biggest casualties of any of the services in World War II because they were sitting ducks when they were trying to bring in our men and supplies to places like Normandy and other places. Well, tomorrow they are going to be honored with a congressional gold medal. I'm going to be there. Um, it's something that I have been pushing for to help these brave heroes. And tomorrow, with the love of a nation, they will be honored the Congressional Gold Medal on Capitol Hill. And I'm going to have tears in my eyes because to be able to see these unsung heroes finally get the recognition that they deserve after so many decades is really, really just beautiful. And it's a tribute to these great heroes of World War II, those who are there and also their family members to see that they are appreciated. And tonight, in about a half an hour, in our Support Our Heroes segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, we're going to have Republican Senator Chuck Grassley, who I spoke with earlier today, who's going to preview what it means to recognize the Merchant Marines, heroes of World War II, a very special Support Our Heroes segment coming up in just about 20 minutes with Republican Senator Chuck Grassley, who's a huge military supporter. Well, we're trying to get more military at our southern border because things are a mess down there, thanks to our president. And we just got in just a little bit ago, certainly one of the big issues, you know, not just in the primary races, but of course in the November midterms, will be our security, our border security. And to me, it just shocks me to see how many Migrant encounters are happening every month at our southern border. And we just got a few hours ago what turns out to be the biggest amount ever in a single month uh, crossing our border. These are the encounters. These are the ones that our border officials know about because they're able to get them. That's basically it. Um, there are many, many others that are, quote, gotaways. So this number is just the tip of the iceberg, and it is stunning in and of itself. Last month, a record 234,000 migrant encounters happened at our southern border. And our administration, the Biden administration, says, oh, no, the border's not wide open. Are you kidding me? 
These are stunning numbers. And take a listen. This is Arizona Attorney General Mark Burnovich saying he's going to basically give a comparison to what this number means. Take a listen. And just to put the numbers in context, Anita, to more the number in April is literally like the population of Richmond, Virginia, coming over wow. illegally in one month into the United States. We're on pace to have essentially the entire state of Nebraska or West Virginia illegally enter the country this year. And then also, by the way, one of the other big things that's happened at our border, a massive discovery of an underground tunnel that was stretching from Tijuana, Mexico to San Diego. And it basically contained, they found a whole bunch of people in there. They also found $25 million worth of drugs were seized in the tunnel. And this is just the tip of the iceberg. And this is how the Attorney General of Arizona describes what needs to happen. Uh, You know, I've been to the border. I was a gang prosecutor. This isn't the first time. It won't be the last because the Biden administration is not taking it seriously. These are sophisticated operations. You could literally drive a car through them. These are they hire miners. They hire professionals to build these tunnels. And that's why we're seeing so many drugs coming into our country and the cartels enriching themselves. We need to do everything we can to get the federal government to stop the chaos they've created on our southern border. And also, I can't believe this, a Homeland Security Secretary, Alejandro Mayorkas, who went down to the border, a place that President Biden seems to be allergic to because he's not going down there. He hasn't been there yet, which to me is outrageous. Well, Mayorkas continues to basically spew this bunch of hogwash and basically says, no, the border is fine and it's going to be fine. It's going to be safe even when he says Title 42 could be lifted. And that could happen, by the way, you guys, that could happen as early as next week. And many people are predicting if that happens, remember I just mentioned the historic number, 234,000 migrant encounters just in the month of April. They are predicting there could be more than 500,000 in one month, that it would at least double potentially if Title 42, that's that health care provision that has enabled them to basically block some people out, even though it doesn't look like they're blocking many. But can you imagine? We're handling basically the population of Richmond, Virginia, last month alone, and now they're saying it's going to maybe double in every month after Title 42 could get lifted next week. This is nuts. And yet Mayorkas continues to spew this bunch of hogwash that, oh, don't worry, Our border is fine. Take a listen to what he said today. It is very important to note that while, of course, we are preparing for the end of Title 42, based on the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention's Uh decision, that it will end on May 23rd, that does not mean that the border is open beginning on May 23rd. We continue to enforce the laws of this country. We continue to remove individuals who do not qualify for relief under the laws of this country. Wow, what a mess. I mean, how irresponsible at a time like this that he is focused and basically saying, oh, not a problem. You know, the border will not really open when Title 42. Are you kidding me? It's already wide open. They want us to believe it's fine. The fact that there have been historic numbers crossing at a time like this, 
at a time where people are worried, of course, of what's going on with Russia and Ukraine and Iran and Syria. Do you want me to go on and on? There are so many places that are hotspots around the world. The Taliban that you left in control of Afghanistan. And now we have a wide open border. To me, this is such a dereliction of duty. And I think that this is a huge issue for Republican candidates as we're watching now these big primaries that are happening in several states tonight. And, of course, everybody will keep you posted, too, as results come in, uh, again, on the Pennsylvania GOP Senate primary, which right now is too close to call between Dave McCormick and also Dr. Oz. By the way, in the North Carolina race, it looks like Edwards has beaten Madison Cawthorn. Uh, It looked like it was a fairly tight race. But in the latest for Congress, it looks like Madison Cawthorn, who was endorsed by President Trump, uh, he stood by him. He had a lot of issues in the last few weeks. And boy, they were coming at him in every different direction. And it looks like he has just narrowly lost that race. Uh, But the big one that everyone is watching is the Pennsylvania GOP Senate primary. And at this hour, again, a nail biter and we'll keep you posted as results are coming in that could come in potentially in the next few minutes as you're listening here on the Rita Cosby Show. Let's go to your calls. Let's go to Ben on line four. Ben, your thoughts first off about security and this border issue, because security is pivotal. It is first and foremost. And I contend that this president and Mayorkas, they, it's like they are in la-la land if they think that this border is secure and it's not going to be worse under Title 42, I, I want to know, like, are, are they taking, like, mushrooms? What are they taking, you know? Hi, Rita. It's a pleasure to speak to you again. Um, just uh, wanted to let you know that uh, about a month ago, I saw a video of somebody that came from Albania. He came with his girlfriend, and, uh, you know, he took a video of himself crossing the border because that's proof that he made it which means he owes the thirty thousand dollars to the smuggler back home and uh you know it's funny because it's not funny it's actually tragic you know trump actually puts all these smugglers out of business you couldn't find nobody who would agree to help you come across the border of mexico and now they're all basically it's a very very profitable business again so I come from Albania. I love my country, but unfortunately, it's not, you know, the, the law and order there. It's almost in existence. So you have all kinds of people that are using that as a transit point to come over. So I think, you know, Mallorca and the president, they're really, uh, they know what's happening. They just know that they have people that are, that believe them, you know, and, and they just line to the rest of us. That's, that's what yeah, I have Yeah, it is unbelievable. That. And by the way, I have never been to Albania, but I've heard it is a beautiful, there's some beautiful parts of the country there, Ben. Thank you very much, Ben, because you bring up some powerful points because they just want us to somehow believe. And you, you brought up Albania. I mean, the fact that you're right, they're taking selfies. A lot of them, by the way, uh, that are crossing from now, they say about 150 countries. They found people from Africa. Um, they found people, as you talk about, you know, from Albania from Russia. They found people from Iran. They found, by the way, 42 people recently on the terrorist watch list. And they're still not sure exactly where they are in the country. That's real comforting. 
and they're just kind of mocking. In fact, they're taking these selfies at broken parts of the wall going, hey, look, mom, I made it. You know, like, you know, look, no wall here. We're okay. Um, And to me, Ben, when you see these things, don't you believe it's like Biden's policies have basically put on a big, you know, come on in. Um, we're open no matter what. And just as you talked about with these cartels, these cartels, they say, are making about one billion dollars a month. And, you know, they're they're in huge money. And it's not just that. It's also drugs. I mean, huge amount of fentanyl, too, Ben. That's a serious issue. That is it. Also, you know, I uh, don't want to take too much of your time, but I really care to tell you about uh, Trump's uh, support for Dr. Mehmet Oz. Now, Rita, as I told you before, we've spoken before, me and you. And, uh, you know, I didn't feel like this about Trump before, but uh, look at him. He endorsed somebody named Mehmet Oz, right? So it, why? Because Trump never cared about anybody's color, religion. He only cared about who's capable and who's not. You know what I mean? Because he's a businessman and he loves this country. So, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, the Trump I knew was the Trump from CNN, not this Trump that I've gotten to know myself from conservatives, what I've seen happen in the country, the, the, the economy and all of that, all of the good things that happened to America during during these during the, his four years. So. Look at this, right? Dr. Mehmet Az, he endorses him. And, and, and I, just, uh, I just feel like, you know, uh, I, I don't know how, 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 how to describe, you know. And you know the great thing, why we call this country the blessed country as Albanians, and I'm sure a lot of people around the world, is because it's about 80 million-plus Americans who feel just like Trump, okay, who don't care about your skin color, who don't care about your religion, who, as long as you're a good person and you're a capable person and you contribute to this country and you love this country because this country truly deserves to be loved. Absolutely. Ben, thank you. I beautiful words too. And I, and I 1000% agree. It is the greatest country in the world. Uh, Ben, thank you. We're going to continue with your calls. Everybody 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to the Rita Cosby show. This is the Rita Cosby show. And we are talking about the lack of border security. Also, so many issues that Republicans are going after the Biden administration for. There's a lot of material these days, guys. And, of course, we're waiting to see as we speak right now what is going to happen with the Pennsylvania GOP Senate primary. It is too close to call, but it's a crowded field because there are a lot of Republicans that have been getting into the election race in the last few months, particularly around the country, because they're seeing that this administration has just led so many folks with a lack of security, a lack of financial security as well. And there are so many issues in terms of crime, economy, inflation, border, the list goes on and on And so far, uh, a big night for a number of candidates that were backed by President Trump. And, of course, we'll keep you posted as results are coming in in the race that everybody is waiting for right now. Pennsylvania GOP Senate primary, too close to call, between Dave McCormick and Mehmet Oz. 
Uh, Dave McCormick, 31.4%. Mehmet Oz, 31.1%. So 0.3% is separating the two and still waiting for votes to be counted in the great Keystone State. Meantime, we're talking, of course, again, about the issues at the border. Huge numbers coming in, a historic number. This is the biggest number. It shattered the history books for the amount of migrant encounters that have happened at our southern border. And the new numbers that just came in a few hours ago show 234,000 migrant encounters just in the month of April, the month before was about 212 or so, so still a lot more. And people are predicting that if Title 42 gets lifted, it is going to be a free-for-all, as if it isn't already, on our southern border. Um, Let's go to Jimmy on line one. Jimmy, I want to continue with you. Tell me your thoughts first off on the border, my friend. Okay, there's a woman, well-known revolutionary, Francis Fox Pitt. She's credited with the thesis about overwhelming the welfare system, but it's really overwhelm every assistance. This woman, this communist, Francis, she's also a senior fellow at the tax-exempt KGB Front Group Institute for Policy Studies. I was at an event where she publicly stated, we're going to get the changes we want largely through minorities and immigration. Everything that's going wrong now, that to us, it's going wrong is going perfectly according to the revolutionaries who planned this. You have uh, this attack about on black people. This is more confirmation that America's racist, you know, the communist right, uh, capitalism is racism. To destroy racism, you have to destroy capitalism. The communists in the church say Christians in the capitalist countries must work to undermine its vast economic and political apparatus. This this movement of these immigrants, illegal aliens coming in, there's churches behind it, there's the drug cartels behind it, there's the communist movement behind it. On the surface, you know, it and like you it- know what, Jimmy, you know, Jimmy, you brought up also, you know, it's interesting about the money train that you also bring up because there are a number of even nonprofits that are making so much money from this administration about it. Everybody, Jimmy, thank you. You're awesome. You always put some interesting perspectives. And a lot of people do feel that there's this huge money machine behind them coming into the country. And obviously, states paying for it, too. So all of us, a lot of us taxpayers are paying for this. We're going to continue talking about this after the break and also a special treat. We're going to be talking to Senator Chuck Grassley as he honors some unsung heroes of World War II. Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, a beautiful tribute to the Merchant Marines of World War II. By the way, the U.S. Merchant Marines have existed. They kind of tracked their beginnings since the Revolutionary War. And in World War II, 250,000 men were recruited to man ships. They were carrying in other men. They were carrying in supplies. And they suffered the biggest casualty rate of any of the services, 1 and 26. They were sitting ducks, and many of them bringing in pivotal supplies and, again, soldiers 
into Normandy and elsewhere. They were used all over the world. Today, there are less than 1,500 of them still alive. And imagine, most of them are in their 90s. Some of them are even older. There's one of them by the name of Charles Mills. He is 101 years old. And in June, he's going to be 102. And tomorrow, Charles Mills and several others will be present along with me. And I can't wait to be there for the Congressional Gold Medal Ceremony for where these incredible heroes will be honored for their service long overdue. Among those who are paying tribute to them are many members of Congress. By the way, President Trump is the one who signed this into law. He's the one who made it official that they would receive the Congressional Gold Medal. And then it's had to go to the Mint and all these other processes. And tomorrow, these incredible American heroes will be recognized for their great service. And earlier today, I caught up with Senator Chuck Grassley at the World War II Memorial in Washington, D.C., who talked about how important this moment is. Take a listen. And I'm joined now by Senator Chuck Grassley. Great to see you, my friend. I'm glad to be with you, and thank you for your friendship over the years. It's been many years, and it's so beautiful to see you here. How how special is this moment to see these guys now in their 90s, some of them over 100, to be recognized with a congressional gold medal tomorrow? Well, it's an honor that's not frivolously given out. And it goes to a lot of people that sometimes uh, haven't throughout their life got the attention they should. You know, we talk about the Army, Navy, Marine, Air Corps, all that sort of thing. We don't talk about the Merchant Marines enough. And uh, whether it's peacetime or whether it's wartime, they serve a very important function uh, to help us with our uh, defense of our nation, the number one responsibility of the federal government. What does it mean to look into their eyes, too? Because you see these guys, and for them, just as you said, they were unsung heroes for so many years. Well, uh, I guess it'd be the same if I were looking in the eyes of any veteran of the United States, whether it's Merchant Marines, Army, Navy, or uh, or, uh, Air Force, uh, because uh, they are the people that defended our country, the greatest country that humanity has ever known in 6,000 years, uh, the freedom that we have in this country. And they've defended that freedom and that liberty and uh, uh, have led us to where we are now in the United States of America. Now, it's my responsibility and future generations' responsibility to make sure that we show the proper uh, thankfulness to them and that we particularly deliver on the promises that we gave them for their services. So, number one, you promise them for helping us defend our liberty and freedoms uh, and and putting their life on the line in the process of doing that. And number two, that we keep our promises to our veterans. And Senator Grassley, how important also, given all the dynamics now in the world, to appreciate our military. Are we doing enough? Boy, is it not a pivotal time right now to appreciate our men and women in uniform. You know, when Putin violates the sovereignty of Ukraine or our own president doesn't protect the sovereignty of our United States of America by keeping our southern border secure, uh, one way or the other, uh, the sovereignty of individual nations is something protected by the United Nations Charter. In the case of Russia and Ukraine, it was protected by the Budapest Agreement, where Russia promised 
uh, to honor the sovereignty of uh, Ukraine for giving up their nuclear weapons. He has broken that promise. And if we're going to live in a peaceful world, it's got to be a world based upon the rule of law, whether it's the domestic law of the United States about our southern border or whether it's the international law uh, respecting the sovereignty of one country to another. What's your message to the men and women who serve every day? Thank you, and uh, really appreciate your service. And uh, prior to 9-11, when Americans were attacked for the first time since Pearl Harbor, I probably didn't give a lot of thought to thanking the men and women that have served. But since then, since America was attacked, I hardly meet a, uh, a veteran or a person in military uniform today that I don't say thank you. Just like when I see a policeman after defunding the police and morale of our policemen is down, I say to the blue, thank you for your service, and I'm not for defunding the police. That's what I say to them. Well, thank you very much for your service. Thank you for being here and supporting all of them. God bless you. I appreciate it very much, and thank you for getting this message out. And it was great to run into Senator Chuck Grassley. Tomorrow the service is going to be taking place at 11 a.m. on Capitol Hill. And I'll be talking about it tomorrow night, too, because it's going to be one for the history books. And I want to pinch myself to be there in the company of these incredible heroes who have done so much. And to talk to these guys who were talking about being in the Pacific, others coming into Normandy, Think about what they saw and what they did to protect our freedom and how beautiful that tomorrow they will be recognized and their service will forever be in the history books receiving congressional gold medals. It's the least that we can do for them and I think for all of our great veterans and especially these guys who are on the front lines for freedom. Let's go to your calls, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Norman on line four. Norm, your thoughts about this. Go ahead, Norm. Yeah. Hi, Rita. Yeah. I mean, Merchant Marine. My my father was Army. My mother was Army. Um, but uh, what I do know about somebody in the Merchant Marines is Curtis Lee's father, Chester, was in the Merchant Marines. I'm pretty damn certain of that because I've heard him say that. Yeah, that's that. right. That's, and, uh, by the way, you are right. absolutely right. That's right. Right. And my mother, who was very active in the community here, my mother was in the Volunteer Ambulance Corps, the American. She was like the only woman. Um, she, you know, she was. Uh, she was really. She was in the color guard. Anyway, my mother knew Chester, and he, Chester, and Curtis's family were very, very active in Canarsie politics and Canarsie volunteer work. And um, you know, I knew them to be. Good, and you know what? Really and by people. the way, you know, Norm uh, Curtis used to talk about. I remember that. You know, his father was always gone because. That's right. what, you know, who's always traveling over there. And that is the life of these merchant Marines, of what they go through and the sacrifice of, of them and their families. So, you know, you're, you're absolutely right. What a beautiful, and beautiful I, um, tribute and a great analogy there to Norm. And, yeah. and Norm, talk about also veterans, too, how important it is to recognize these guys, you know? Oh, very, very much so. I mean, you know, when I, my mom lived at the largest veterans. Um, it wasn't a home. It's like a university in Yonville, California. That's the largest veteran home in the country. 
And, you know, we, uh, we the World War II vets were – my mom was a World War II vet, and the World War II veterans were, uh, you know, dying. I mean, they're, you know, we're, we have so much less of them every day. And I remember they would have the I – have, I still have the button, and it said, keep the spirit of 45 alive. I still – I wear this occasionally at the uh, various rallies that I go to. Yeah, no, we got we to gotta think about our veterans and especially our – to veterans because uh, they they changed the world. Uh, if we wouldn't uh, if we wouldn't have been victorious in World War II, uh, this would be a very very different world. And so we have Thousand to always you know, give thanks. Right, we got to we got to give thanks to our veterans and and uh, you know that's uh, as far as my love of veterans. I've always loved veterans. I mean, uh, I've been dealing. Uh, you know, I'm not a veteran. Uh, one of one of the I have in my life, but uh, I've, I've, you know, I, I, I fight for them. I mean, I went to a rally at the, you know, they're closing the VAs, and I do that sort of stuff, and I've, you know, done some volunteer work. And, yeah, well, we you know, the thing is, veterans. Norm, you, Norm, you are a patriotic guy. There is no question, and and I love that about you, and I love that about all of our callers Thank here you. on the show. You guys are all such, you know, one of the things they're talking about is adding more military to the border. And in fact, that is a huge issue right now. And Senator Chuck Grassley was touching on that too, because if this Title 42 gets lifted, um, we're going to need a lot more support to protect our border and to make sure that, you know, we keep our country safe, which is what, you know, first and foremost responsibility of this president. How concerned are you, Norm, when you see these numbers and 234,000 Migrant encounters, it's the biggest number, and that was in April that we just found out. Well, it's, it's, it's really crazy. And, you know, I mean, I, look, I, I see some crazy things here because our borders are open. I mean, today uh, I noticed on the subway and the L train when I'm going home, they got posters on the wall on how to take fentanyl safely. They actually don't. They wow. don't. And, Put up by the oh department. Put up by the Department of Health. Yeah, not not to not take fentanyl, but it basically it says take it in small amounts. Make sure you have naloxone. We know the drugs so in case you OD. But I'm thinking like that sucks. I mean, what are they what are they doing? They're encouraging. Yeah, people right. To like, con- they're advocating. Yeah. You're right. I mean, how crazy is that, Norm? That is insane that we've gotten to a point. But that but I hate to say it, it's not. Obviously, that is a toxic chemical, is a deadly chemical, and there's no safely to that. But it goes with the same vein of they say, oh, we're going to have a shoot 'em up center where you can do, you know, shoot up heroin, but it'll be monitored. Or we're going to have you do this, and it'll be monitored. Uh, I mean, to me, nothing surprises me with the number of these crazy things that are out there now. And it is a huge concern because if you look at it, it's the number one killer of kids, uh, you know, teenagers in particular but also all adults from 18 to 45 right now in America. It is a travesty. Norm, thank you. It's always great to get your call. Thanks so much. Let's go to Christopher in Vermont on Line 5. Christopher, you're here on the Rita Cosby Show. Your thoughts about the border. Yes, I, Rita. Yeah, it's, uh, it's frightening. Uh, I grew up in Southern California. I was born in Santa Monica in 1950. In fact, I just celebrated my 72nd birthday on May the 8th, VE Day, but... Uh, Wow, you're working. a patriot. I love that. Love that. Well, we're on now. I've been I've been a World War II nut. I think ever since somebody made me aware of the fact that I've been to Normandy 13 or 14 times, and 
uh, I, I'm a student of World War II, but my father, Nelson Riddle, was at Sheep's Head Bay, uh, New York, at the Merchant Marine, at, and trained there for a year. In 1943, he left the Charlie Spivak Band and uh, went to the Merchant Marine. And oh funny. my gosh! It's funny wow. because he, he was he was he was working as third trombone player on the Tommy uh, Charlie Spivak Band. And then he and Charlie had no strings. And then he went out to he went out to Sheep Bay and to serve in the Merchant Marine for a year. And wait, wait, wait! Now, was this was your dad, Nelson Riddle? Nelson, yes, and he learned to write for strings because there were a lot of string players out there. They, they were also training to be in the Merchant Marine. And then when he when he got out of the Merchant Marine in nineteen, he was part of the Nelson Riddle Orchestra. He never served, but but. He, he then joined the Tommy Dorsey Orchestra in 1944, and Tommy had 26 strings at, at that time. And my father had learned to write for strings at Sheep's Head Bay at the Merchant Marine Academy. Wow. And this was your dad. By the way, I know exactly who your dad is. Um, as I'm a student of, I, I love music, and I know exactly. And, and Chris, I'm, I'm blown away that this was actually your father. Yes, and his his centennial was last year. He was born June one twenty one at Oradell, New Jersey, and I had all kinds of things planned for his centennial because I lead the Nelson Middle Orchestra, but it was all canceled because of this COVID thing, you know. But in any case, um, I don't know. Just uh, I don't know. My father was a musician. He wasn't a warrior. He never served, as it were. Uh, he and my right, mother. but he went to the Merchant Marines, as you just said. I mean, that's a that is a powerful message about his at least dedication to this country and and his music. By the way, I'm very familiar with a, a lot of his music. Um, he has brought so much joy to so many people through the years. And and boy, you have great genes, Christopher. Um, and I'm so glad that you shared this story with us tonight. You have a big, you put a big smile on my face. Um, and I know so many of our listeners must recognize your dad's incredible background. Thank you very, very much, Christopher. Really appreciate it. Let's go to Pete on line one. Pete, you're here on the Rita Cosby Show. Go ahead. What a night. Interesting Hi, night tonight. Yeah, I just heard I just heard Norman. His mother and father did so much, I mean, so much of a uh, devotion to this country as a veteran. So did your father and my father, too. My father came from Italy. When he was about 16, he got in the Army, and he was called an uh, enemy alien because he was Italian. He says, the guys used to take the gun, point them at the Germans, then point them at him to make sure he wasn't a traitor. Because with Mussolini and everything from Italy, it was a tough time. But he used to talk about that a lot. And my father, I never realized what a, a war hero he was because he was uh, shell-shocked from the war when he came back. So... He fought the war for another 30 years. You know? Wow, like so many people did, too. Absolutely. When you go through it, um, you know, it, it, it's traumatic, and you often don't talk about it. You often don't, you know, it, and it's so important right now. I think people who have gone through it appreciate also the sovereignty of this country and the importance of protecting our country, too, don't you think, Pete? Yes, I do. It's very it's not freedom isn't free there's a lot of people that die over it and a lot of people more 
be wounded. The last couple of wars we had, I don't think it was a, a war. I think it was just uh, to punish and um, maim these soldiers. And so with limbs and arms gone, my heart goes out. I try to do as much as I can. I don't do as much as I, I want to, but I try to be there at the uh, veteran parades and go to the hospitals. I have a couple of friends of mine. We make like care packages, stuff for them, like toothbrushes and stuff. Well, we pick up in the uh, dollar store where we make a little package and we drop it off to us. One of my cousins actually started me on this, doing it, and I try to do it as much as I can. Bravo to you, Pete. Thank you. Love hearing that. You are such a patriot. And I feel like, especially given everything that's going on in the world right now, guys, you think about all the things that are happening with Russia, Ukraine, the problems that are happening at our border, the issues with Iran, uh, Syria, the list goes on and on and on. Afghanistan, there are a lot of hotspots happening right now in the world. And we've got to appreciate our military and the sacrifice of them and their families and what they mean and those who are really on the front lines of freedom. I mean, you think about, you know, there's a whole bunch right now of 82nd Airborne. They're about to be replaced by the 101st right there on the border of Poland and Ukraine. Um, And, you know, if something gets, you know, more heated or tense, they're the guys who are right there on the front lines defending us right now, staying in NATO territory. But, these guys every single day are protecting us and they're watching what's happening and so many of the issues that are happening with our border and so many of the other problems. Um, and just a lot of, you know, a lot of veterans are disheartened by what's happening, but still also feel that this is the greatest country in the world. And I, boy, do I agree with them on that. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody, after the break, your thoughts about border security. We're also talking about veterans. Um, also talking about the big ceremony taking place tomorrow that I will be at giving the gold medal. I'll be able there to watch it. Gold medal to the Merchant Marines. It's a congressional gold medal, the highest honor, one of the highest honors that can ever be in, uh, received. And it's to them collectively. And now there are only 1,500 of them that are alive from World War II. It's going to be a great honor for me to be there and to be able to see that in person. But also talking about the sacrifice of our country and our freedoms as we're waiting to see results uh, with elections coming in potentially at any minute. That and a lot more. Big night here on the Rita Cosby Show. And we'll continue with your calls after the break. It's the Rita Cosby Show. And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. We are still waiting for results to come in from the Pennsylvania GOP Senate primary. It is really neck and neck between Dave McCormick, hedge fund guy, and Dr. Mehmet Oz. Right now, the latest numbers is wild. It is 31.2% for Dave McCormick, 31.1% for Dr. Mehmet Oz. It can't get any closer And we're still waiting for more numbers to come in. They're going to go up against a big, far-left-leaning progressive, John Fetterman, on the Democratic side. So whoever wins on the GOP side will go up against him in November. So this is going to be a race to watch. Again, a big night for President Trump so far because Mehmet Oz was pretty far behind and then 
you know, President Trump comes in, catapulted him. And right now he is neck and neck, as I mentioned, in that race. And we'll find out either tonight or tomorrow uh, or soon after, depending if they have to go into absentee ballots or whatever else. But obviously we will have the very latest. But also two other candidates that President Trump backed, uh, Doug Mastriano, that's in the Pennsylvania GOP governor's race. Uh, he won. That was a Trump-backed candidate. That handily was a big bid win. Also, Ted Budd um, won in the Senate race, the GOP primary again in North Carolina. Handily won there. Um, so a big night so far for a lot of Trump-backed candidates, showing indeed he is the kingmaker. Um, let's go to Michael on line four real quick. Michael, you're here on the Rita Cosby Show. Go ahead. How are you? I'm good. Go ahead real quick, Mike. Listen, Dr. Oz, I met Dr. Oz personally. And what did you think? I've met him many times. He's a very engaging guy and a smart guy. He lived in Cliffside Park. Ah, okay. And what did you think real quick? I'm I'm a chiropractor. (laughs) Anyway, back to the Merchant Marines. You're, you're vaguely necessary about that. They're, they never respected it like the Army and Navy. I was, an, I was, I was a West Point graduate. Oh, my good. And well, listen, Michael, thank you very much for your service. I appreciate you being with us. And I am so happy that tomorrow the Merchant Marines will be receiving the Congressional Gold Medal. I'll be at that service. I'm going to talk about it tomorrow night. It is so great to be able to support our great veterans and their families.